chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, and as you're turning, I'll read these words from Luke 2 chapter 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Christ the Lord. We're starting a new series. We're going to take a little break from the Creed series. I hate to do so. I know you guys hate to hear that too, but it's December. So I just... I, I was just so excited to be able to take a break and have this new series called Searching for Christmas. Searching for Christmas. You see, the birth of Christ at one time was held in the highest esteem. However, the celebration of this event today, as we experience it, it today, needs rescued. It needs restored. I truly believe that we need to look to Christmas and we need to search for Christmas to really find, I love how it has the Christ in a different color there. We need to find Christ in Christmas. We need to keep Christ in Christmas in a day and age when so many places, so many people are forgetting Christ entirely. I know some people were greatly upset as they saw their, their great Starbucks coffee cups this year. Don't even say Merry Christmas this year. Last year, they took Christ out, I believe, and had some controversy. But this year, they just avoid it completely, and they just say, Mary. Mary. But here's my, my thinking. Who are we to complain? And here's my reason why. I think we all need to be searching for Christmas this year, because if we look at our everyday lives, how much do we take Christ out of Christmas as well? How do we reflect? Jesus during the holidays ourselves. Do we just include Christ in Christmas with our holiday greeting cards, our Christmas cards, or do we include Jesus every single day of Christmas? Do we include Jesus Christ every day of the year? Because Christ really should not be just celebrated this time of year, this month, but especially this year, this time, this month. We must remember him in everyday living that he came in the flesh to redeem the world. And Christmas has a very powerful message, you see. Let me show it to you. Oh, my remote's not working. Dean will get it there. Christmas isn't just some abstract idea. Jesus came to earth as a real human being to reconcile us to God. Let me read from Luke chapter 2, verse 1 to 20. And as you have your Bibles open, please follow along. Luke chapter 2, 1 through 20 says this. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee. From the town of Nazareth to Judea, the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. Verse 8. And in the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy 
that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. Now there's a lot here, and we're going to get more to it in a few moments, and we're going to get really more to it in the coming weeks as we look to this scripture and other scriptures each week of the months of December, and we talk about the birth of Christ. You see, everyone has a different Christmas tradition, but I think far too often we're missing the tradition which should matter. We should be reading the birth of Christ. We should re be reading the story of Christ with our kids and with our families, with our neighbors, with our friends. But far too often our Christmas traditions point other directions as they point within ourselves instead of outward and up to God. You see, Christmas brings many different memories to different people. Some of you love Christmas decorating. And let me just say, I was going to say this earlier and I forgot, that when you took the big deep breath in and out, I was going to say, you can now decorate for Christmas. Easter is over. I tried, to, I, tried to, I tried to hold off my wife and my family as long as possible, and I kept telling them, no, we're not putting the tree up yet. No, we're not. No, no, no Christmas music left yet. You can bet who won. <laughs> the Christmas tree was up the week before Thanksgiving, partially because we had family coming up for Thanksgiving to celebrate Christmas at the same time, and we were listening to Christmas music, and we were watching Hallmark holiday Christmas movies, we were doing it all. But here's the problem. As great as all that stuff is, and all of you enjoy these many different Christmas time traditions, festive traditions, are we doing the one thing that matters? Are we reading the stories of Christ? Are we remembering Christ like we said we do communion? Are we doing the same things with the Christmas season? Now, I know we're, we're kind of jumping ahead this morning a little bit as we lit the candle for hope which maybe that's a timer for me too because the candle is about burned out. <laughs> I'll speak fast. But we, we, we lit the candle for hope as we, we hope for Christ's coming, yet we already read the story of his coming. We already celebrated the cross this morning. But do we do that each month of December as we should? Do we do that each day of the, of the year as we should? This week I was out shopping like many of you and I saw all these different advent calendars for sale at the store. I was so excited as I'm preaching and teaching and talking about the advent and Christmas, so I opened them up. Disney had one. But it wasn't great, it was depressing. 
Let me tell you why. As I opened up this Disney movie advent calendar, I saw it had a different story to read to our kids every day of the month. I'm like, great, yes, I love this. First of all, it gets you to do things with your kids every day. But second of all, you, sh- you should be reading the stories of Christ and letting them know what Christmas is truly about. But here's what the stories were. Every night you were going to read a different Disney movie story to your kids. Hey, look, it's December 1st, let's talk about Lion King. December 2nd, let's talk about Sleeping Beauty. These are great things. But it's not the great thing, the greatest story of all, the grandest story of all is that God sent Jesus to be born of Mary in a manger and to ultimately redeem us upon the cross. These are the stories we should be telling our children. These are the stories we should be telling our kids. But we have many different traditions, some of them good, some of them bad. Maybe some of you here hate the months of December, and hate's a strong word, but maybe you just can't wait for January to come along. Because December for you is a hard month as you have bad memories. Maybe you have memories of a loved one's passing or of hard times in the past of family problems. The great news is that this season of celebrating the birth of Jesus is not just for the joy-filled people and it's not just for the people mourning. The month of December is for all people to celebrate because Jesus died for all people to have an opportunity at him. So, this year, if I haven't gotten my point across to you, it's this. I want to challenge all of you. I want to challenge all of us. I want to challenge myself as well. And I've even got this book for my family and for some of the deacons, the leaders in here. And I encourage all of you, get some type of plan to look to Christ. Search for Christ. Search for Christ in Christmas. Go searching for Christmas with your families. Go searching for Christmas with your loved ones. Go searching for Christmas with your neighbors, with your friends, with yourself. There's many different ways to search for Christ. Maybe you don't need a book, a devotional book. You don't. You can just open up God's words. That's the most important place to go. But let's do it. Let's make sure that we all realize the true meaning of Christmas. And here's a hint. It's not the presents. It's not the parties. It's not the music. It's not the movies, even the Hallmark movies. No, it's not about that. It's about Jesus. So don't allow the festive holiday traditions to take over and take control of a holiday. That's not about that. It's about Christ. Keeping Christ in Christmas involves seeing these things. The festive spirit does not quench the Holy Spirit. We need a stable faith, not just faith in a stable Number three, we need a saving Lord, not just some festive Christ. Number four, we need wise men in the church and our families, not just from the East. If you get or if you see one concept going on here, it all has to do with the holiday festive ideas and traditions because we need Jesus. Yes, it's great to to look to the stable and look to the manger, look to Jesus and look to the circumstance there. But it does no good if you're worshiping the wrong thing. We need to worship Jesus, not the stable. We need to have faith in something stable, which is God and Christ, and not the stable. We need to have a faith that lasts beyond December and every day. We need a saving Lord, not just a festive Christ that you get all emotional about, 
We need truth. We need wise men in the church and our families and not just from the east. And I'm sorry I went with that statement, but we need wise men and women who are looking to the truth of God's word. And as you look to God's word, I think you're going to see one big concept. You're going to see a lot of familiar faces, familiar names, familiar scenes as you read the Christmas story. But what you're also going to see is these characters were the most unlikely characters. God loves to use unlikely characters to do his will. And you know what? He uses each and every single one of us. It doesn't matter if you feel unequipped or unworthy or not strong enough, not wise enough. He will do the equipping. He will do the strengthening. The wisdom will come from him. As we read the story of Christmas, and each week we're going to look to this, you're going to see the different characters, the different unlikely characters that God uses. But the second thing you're going to see is we're going to notice how the people in these stories ultimately point to the one character who changed the world, Christ the Lord, the Savior. They weren't pointing to themselves. We often point too much to ourselves. Next is this. Christmas may be a righteous and spiritually stimulating holiday by doing these three things. One, remember Christ is the one to be honored. Christ is the one to be honored. Two, by making Christmas a soul-searching season. And three, pondering God's wonderful works of love. Let me go back for a moment to the scripture from today. In Luke chapter 2, verse 19, we read, But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. But if we go back a few statements, what we'll see is that I'm kind of pondering myself still and, and wondering still is, it says, but, but she treasured up these things, but she pondered these things. So that kind of means a, that's a contradictory statement, but she did this. Well, what did she do that was different? You see, it says this, it says, When the angels went went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. When they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Now, what did the shepherds tell them? Ultimately, the shepherds were telling them all that the angel had told them. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Do not fear. Why would Mary say but? Or why would they say but Mary treasured up these things? Because to me, it sounds like the other part was good too. All who heard this wondered at what the shepherds told them. If I had a shepherd appearing before me and telling me about angels, a multitude of angels appearing before them. Now recognize a multitude, this word, is like what would appear if you had legions upon legions of of soldiers in a battle appearing on the battlefront, on the field. And it was a number that was too great to imagine, too great to explain. So these shepherds are telling these people of this great work that happened. The angels appeared and they told us about this baby Jesus that was being born and this baby Jesus was going to be the savior of the world. They go, they see the baby Jesus and they tell them what was said concerning this child. And all who heard this wondered at what the shepherds told them. I think I would be in a state of wonder as well. I think I would be astonished. 
I think I would be baffled. I'd be wowed. I would be speechless. But then it says, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Mary did something different. Mary wasn't just wowed. But Mary allowed it to truly soak into herself what was happening. She truly treasured it and pondered it. She wasn't just wowed and moved on to the next thing. She continued to ponder them. As we search for Christmas this month, may we be like Mary. Treasure up these things. Ponder these things each and every single day with our families. And if you don't have a family, if you don't have kids in the household, that's no excuse. Do it yourself. Study these stories every day. Ponder them. Ponder, ponder them with your coworkers, with your neighbor, with your friends, or at least with yourself. We must be keeping Christ in Christmas. How can we complain about the world not keeping Christ in Christmas when we're not doing it ourselves? How much time do we spend making cookies? I love cookies. Thank you for doing the four dozen cookies, because I'm going to eat them too. But we spend more time making cookies and decorating a Christmas tree and buying gifts than what we ever spend reading the scripture surrounding Christmas itself. So I challenge you, let's read these stories of Christmas, and let's ponder and treasure up these things. And one final thought as we wrap up, Christmas is messy. Yes, it is today messy, but it was in the beginning messy as well. Mary had this baby in a manger. I mean, can you imagine how messy it was? The timing, the location, the situation as a whole was just messy. They weren't prepared as you would want to be prepared. There was no hospital, no doctor or midwife. There was probably mud and hay and animal feed and other things all around this situation happening. But it was exactly what we needed. It was all according to God's plan. And God fulfilled all the prophecies surrounding it. You know what? It was messy because God knew we have messy lives. And we needed that messy love to save us. Christ's willingness to show a messy love by being born into humanity. Should empower us to share his messy love with the people around us. So as we look in the coming weeks more to this Luke chapter 2, and as you, I hope, each and every single day look to a different story or a different idea about Christmas, don't just keep it for yourself. As you search for Christmas, as you search for Christ in Christmas, share it with other people. Share what you heard. Share what you explore. Share what you dig up. The world is ripe for the picking and right now they want to hear the message right now they're all singing Christmas carols what an easy transition into a message about Christ they're already singing about him and they don't even realize it also notice the characters of Christmas God uses less than perfect people to accomplish his plan his will God uses unlikely people every day and the same thing was true for the story of Christmas as you read the story notice the shepherds Notice Mary, notice Joseph, notice the angels, notice the many different circumstances surrounding this. Show them Jesus. Show them the grandest story of all. In closing, I just want to repeat these words from Kelly Orabine, which said, There is a war on Christmas. I know there is because it's in my own heart. 
It's in yours and it's in the world. We want miracles and joy and community without surrender and sacrifice. We are tempted to buy a bunch of gifts we can't afford so that we can be an awesome gift giver instead of keeping our focus on the one who gave the greatest gift imaginable. We have a distraction and noise of the season that blinds hearts to the needs of others. It's in me, it's in you, you, it's in the world. There is a battle. It says, dear friends, let's keep Christ in Christmas. Not by trying to make the corporation of the world scrub themselves up and look holy by our standards, by, but by intimately worshiping our Savior ourselves. Teaching our children about the hope that was born in a manger. Giving to those in need and gathering together friends and family for a feast of joy and celebration of the King that came for us. Ponder and treasure up these things. Luke 2.11 For unto you is born a child. There is Christ Jesus, the Savior of the world. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for this great day. We're able to come together and worship you.